going to tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxagimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald-headed geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxagimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. Why adfreeshows.com? It's simple. It's early and ad-free. Why wait for your favorite shows to drop when you can listen as soon as they stop recording? There's no need to wait. You can access it all before anyone else can. Plus, no ads. No one telling you what to bundle or how to keep that man part standing tall. None of that. It's just straight content from all your favorite hosts, including Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and the rest of the team. That's not all. You also get immediate access to watching their reactions live on video as well so don't put it off any longer do it now you won't be disappointed start enjoying all the podcasts you love early and ad free at adfreeshows.com what would your family do with an extra one hundred and eight thousand dollars that's a problem that our listener jacob out in colorado has now thanks to savewithconrad.com he recently saved money with us over at savewithconrad.com gave us a five-star review and wrote this Our previous mortgage company made each step of the process difficult, but Jimmy took it in stride and made it happen. He was able to lock us in at one and a half percent less than we were at and saved us $108,000 over the life of the loan. Guys, that's unbelievable. Jacob saved more than 108 grand, but how much can you save? It's free to find out right now. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, did we mention no house payments for two months? And we're licensed in more than 40 states. So what are you waiting for? Start saving money today at savewithconrad.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony answers what they win, look Shivani's back again. World title split off, center stage Bischoff, Disney Hogan and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to laugh, lowest rules can't pass. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. Here's your co-host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Tom. 
Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. Uh, Conrad, how you doing? Man, better than I deserve. And yourself? I'm doing great. I it's uh, I, I think based on what has happened over the past week or so, I, I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, and I think it's uh, even better time to be to be out and about. I feel good now. I think everybody's starting to feel good, and I'm not talking necessarily physically. I'm talking about mentally about our direction that we're in, and I hope it continues. Man, I'm uh. I'm on fire after such a great weekend of, of wrestling fans. I think the, uh, the MVP of your weekend was the crowd and it was so mm. cool to see them back and it just made everything more exciting and, and I'm ready for more, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be a great summer. We've got a lot of things going on. We made the big announcement and I think we need to talk about it here about our low key big hog weekend. And, uh, that's exciting to be able to go back to Chicago uh, AEW is going to have the next pay-per-view after that full gear in St. Louis. We've got, are uh, going to go back. AEW is going to go back on the road beginning July 7th. When we go to Miami down at the night center, the great night center, home of the second clash of the champions. Uh, Tony Khan announced that, uh, and I guess you and I have talked about this before, but Tony Khan announced that we're moving to TBS, uh, with, and going to have a second show. And I know this is all AEW related. So, if you're not a fan of AEW, bear with me here for a second. And the fact that uh, we're going to have four specials on TNT beginning in 2022, kind of like the old Clash of the Champions. Uh, got to meet Leo Rush for the first time. And Mark Henry, how about that? That was a big announcement, wasn't it? A huge announcement. I mean, yeah. Obviously he's a regular over on busted open, but right. certainly a WWE hall of famer made his own mark. And, uh, I, I, I grew a little curious as he kept posting pictures of him slimming down and all of a sudden Tony Khan and everyone else from AEW was all over busted open. I thought, Hmm, yeah, but I have to admit, <laughs> I sort of outsmarted myself. I just assumed when I saw that wild card or joker. Uh, in the uh, big battle Royal, I was like, well, that's the Mark Henry spot. And it turned out to be Leo rush. So I know. how about that double surprise? Yeah. That was a, that was a big surprise. A lot of those things are a surprise to me. And, and there's people out there. Fans don't think that I'm in the know with everything. And I'm really not. I just, I, I purposely try to, to not be because I like to be surprised too. Sure. So what happened earlier in the day was. Or actually on Friday, I believe, maybe Friday or Saturday, one of the two days, it may have been Saturday, that I'm walking backstage and in a room I hear LaGreca's voice. Mm. And I went, shit, LaGreca's here. So I, I went thought, in. We're and, being overtaken by the goons, by the goofs. <laughs> yeah, so I went in and I went, hey, I said, hey, Dave. Oh, it was Saturday I talked to him because I told him, I said, hey, Dave, I saw, uh, I saw uh, some signs talking about you in the crowd. He went, no, Really? I said, you piece of shit. You always, you always plant those signs. He said, no. I said, yes, you do. I said, good, good work. So then I saw him. And then on Sunday I see Mark Henry and Mark and I have met before. So we chatted and everything. And, and so I'm just thinking they're doing, they're going to tape some stuff for busted open. And then Tony told me, no, that he is going to be with us and you're going to introduce him. And we had a five minute interview that we were going to do, uh, which had to be, uh, 
cut because the show was running long. And he just walked out, as people saw. And uh, we did our interview on on Dynamite the, the following Friday. Uh, and it's it's funny, man, Mark is like, <laughs> I said, uh, uh, I, went, I went to the trailer, talked to him. I said, Mark, uh, Tony told me what uh, he wants us to say. Uh, do you know what uh, we're going to talk about? He said, I always know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I said, you got it, buddy. <laughs> I said, here's how I'm going to set you up. He said, okay, I got it. Then when he walked down, he, he kind of did, uh, he kind of pointed to his watch. He was telling me, wrap it the fuck up because we're short on time. <laughs> I went, you, you got it, man. He's a great guy, but he's an intimidating figure, buddy. He is a massive human being. Yes, he is. Uh, with big old hands and a big old head. And well, mm-hmm. here's the deal. You just know, when you meet Mark, you're like, you know, what happens next is so, sort of up to him. <laughs> That's exactly you know, anything. If he says, Hey, we're doing this. You're just, we're going to yep. be like that dog and, yep. uh, Christmas vacation snots, yep. right? It's better if you just let him finish. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? We're just going to yeah. do what Mr. Henry says. Right. So, okay. I mean, yeah. now that being said, he's still a cheater and, and he still had the fix him and the Greco. They conspired to screw me out of the chair dance competition last year, but oh. you know, that's another story for another day. While we're here, by the way, yeah. it's not to talk about AEW or chair dance yep. competitions or conspiracies or Mark Henry or that nothing happening. Al Del Greco. We're here to talk about June 7th, 1986. Tony, we're about halfway through baby. 1986 and I'm loving it. How about you? Yeah, we are halfway through and we're, we're kind of, uh, getting closer to the biggest point of the entire year. Well, one of the biggest points, I guess you can point to Starcade, but really the summertime was kind of like the feature of the entire year. And the summertime meant the great American bash. It meant the rock and roll express, super summer sizzler tour, super summer sizzler tour, super summer sizzler tour. And it meant Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff, best of seven. So a lot of great things happened during the summertime. And so, so we are now heading towards that uh, with a lot of good things. So without further ado, we're going to recommend that you, uh, well, look in the comments. You're going to make a noise here. Make a noise. Do I have a noise? Oh, no, no, we're not. We're not ribbing you. Like if you want to watch along with us, watch. Or take a look at the comments. Oh, uh, there you go. So if you're wanting to know where to watch, mm-hmm. may I suggest the comments? The comments. For th- yeah, for those of you who can't read, have someone help you. Or take a poop with your pants on. We're good <laughs> yeah. either way. Someone's going to get pissed off. Shivani's making fun of people who can't read. So how many times have you been asked this question? Because I know I've been asked the question a lot just the other day. As a matter of fact, I was asked, what would be your last meal? And mine is always the same. It would be cereal. Now don't laugh because I've loved cereal all my life. I can eat boxes of cereal. And now thanks to magic spoon, I can eat all the boxes of cereal I want with less sugar because each and every serving of magic spoon has zero gram sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs. That's each serving. And it's only 140 calories a serving, much less than the sugary cereals I used to eat growing up. 
Also with Magic Spoon, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You can build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundles are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Magic Spoon tastes exactly like regular cereal from your childhood, but it's super nutritious. It's delicious but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or afternoons, or in my case, many times, right before I go to bed. Go to magicspoon.com WHW to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal and magicspoon.com slash WHW, and use the code WHW to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode of What Happened When. It's time for me to talk about my favorite subject. No, not pro wrestling, although I love it. As you know, it's been my life, thanks to everybody out there. No, it's time for me to talk about my dogs, the Bug and Chewy. Two dogs who eat solid gold twice a day. Solid Gold, the first holistic pet food company in America, started in 1974 by Sissy McGill. She was a trailblazer, and Sissy was a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. She was inspired by European pet food and the fact that European Great Danes live longer than their American counterparts. It's a platform that's inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. And so for over 45 years, Solid Gold, what we use here at the Shivani House, has revolutionized the holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary need. Solid Gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods, balanced with living probiotics, and fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet inside and out. And you probably didn't know that 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut, did you? Well, there you go. Right now, to see the Solid Gold Deal of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW to see the deal of the week. Remember, solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. You know, every now and again, I have a joke that I have to keep to myself. Today is one of those days, Okay, but Tony, uh, this is a day like any other day where I feel like it's time for us to, uh, throw to a countdown. Do we have a special countdown today? We always have something special for our countdown and we're ready for this week. All right. Hold it guys. Hold it. Hold it. I get to do the countdown. This is Lois in honor of our 40th anniversary. I get to do the countdown because I've been married to the legend, the great Tony Schiavone, the voice of everybody's childhood, except mine. Three, two, one, play. We see uh, the voice over here. The, the sound is different. Look at that shot of Dusty. Mm-hmm. How many packages has that been in over the years? Uh, the, the, the original song was Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger that they played for Dusty. And, of course, here's Dusty coming to the ring with Baby Doll. But Dusty just stares down the camera, does a little kiss, mm-hmm. and he's starting to wrestle while Baby Doll's still in the damn ring. 
I want to get David react. David Crockett's reaction here. Listen to this. See if we can track it. It's crazy. Didn't believe he'd do it. Lock the door. Take the phone off the hook. Ooh. Hang on. Mill yourself down. This place is going to rock. It's been rocking since we started. <laughs> it's going to rock some more. The world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. There's that championship. He gives it to the referee. He gave it to the referee, David. Oh, the title uh, David was on fire, wasn't he? I, I loved your uh, lock the door and take the phone <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> Is that what you used to do when you were about to make a little Shivani? Honey, uh, yeah, honey, no, we, left, go, we left the door open. I'm going to go lock the door, no. take the phone off the hook. Don't worry. We won't miss any calls. We'll be done in about five minutes. Welcome to the best in professional wrestling world championship wrestling. And I tell you what, Tony, we've got an exciting program with the fans. You saw it right there. Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. They're going to be wrestling, but we have the news. The U S title has been stripped from Magnum TA. David, we announced this morning and last week that we would have a one-hour match for the U.S. Heavyweight title right here today on television. But since that time, the NWA has stripped Magnum TA of the U.S. Heavyweight title for actions. You know what happened in the press conference. You saw that last week. Uh, Nikita Koloff insulted the mother of Magnum TA, and therefore Magnum jumps across the table, and they get into that. But as a result of that, a reprimand was issued by the NWA, and some other things happen after that. We're going to take a look at that today. So That's we right. won't have that match here today. I know it's, it's terrible, but listen, we've got Dusty Rhodes against Ric Flair, world heavyweight champion. That's going to be an exciting match. We also have our Great American Bash 86 update. Information on the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour. We saw Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair getting ready to do battle. We will see that today, but also we'll talk about and see the return of the fourth horseman. We're talking about Ole Anderson. That's right. Ole Anderson is back. The four horsemen, they're on a roll again. Let's bring in right now to speak with us here on World Championship Wrestling, the man with a hand of stone, Ron Gerber. Proud to be American. Come on. And I'm really looking forward to the great American bash throughout this country. The greatest month of July, probably in everybody's, in any sports. But the situation between Ronnie Garvin and Tully Blanchard, and I'm talking about it's got to be settled one way or the other. You see, the contract has been signed, tape fist, 10 three-minute rounds with tape hands. Now, let's talk, let's quit talking about it. Let's show the world who the better man is, Tully Blanchard. The best way to do it is to settle it, like I say, 10 three-minute round, tape fists. And I'm going to tell you, the right hand, Tully Blanchard, is going to do you in. And that's a promise. Rock and Roll Express out next. Of course, Ricky Morton still wearing the uh, nose guard. They had to do a little edit there because they, uh, I think they, just musically, they had to do a little edit there. But, uh I, I, one thing caught my attention there when we were talking about what was coming up. Yeah. I, I had mentioned that 
I mentioned, quote unquote, we said this morning yeah. and we said last week that Magnum and Nikita would wrestle. And it reminded me that we would tape a two hour show for that Saturday night, but we would tape a one hour show for the next Saturday morning, which was called championship wrestling. It would be Saturday mornings on TBS. Yeah. So we would be a week ahead as we would tape and we would tape that after we would do the two hour show. And I, uh, I, I, I kind of wonder if it was one of those things where they came up with this idea to strip Magnum of the title kind of at the last minute, or maybe that wasn't the plans the entire time. It almost seems to me that it was a last minute thing that they would, that Dusty thought of. I don't know. Are you telling me that there really wasn't a governing body that stripped no. Magnum? It was just Dusty deciding? No. Yes, it was. Oh. As as a matter of fact, uh, Where was do you remember? Do you remember how Magnum got stripped of the title? No. We're going to see it. We're going to see it here. Well, I mean, was it, was Geigel involved? I yeah, mean, he, he attacked Bob Geigel. <gasps> how dare he? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Double, Double drop, drop kick. kick. <laughs> woo, woo. Puts him down. There you see it. Did that sound like a five count from Pee Wee? Hey, they're fixed to have to give a telethon for the Rock and Roll Express if they look any worse. And let me say one more thing. Big Bubba, no trouble. You see, Bubba Rogers taking real good care of me. The James Gang has been nowhere in sight trying to put their hands on my body since Bubba Rogers got here. And James Gang, the masquerade is going to be over real soon. I'm going to get my mother's bounty paid off for the Midnight Express for taking those masks off and showing just everybody just exactly who you are, getting you out of wrestling. And Baby Doll, man, let me tell you something. Baby Doll, you are in a delusion. You are living in a world of fantasy. You have challenged me. Me to put my tights on against a woman, huh, Tony? Against a big woman, but a woman. Let me tell you, baby doll, no woman can beat a man in a wrestling match. I know, especially the manager of the World Tag Team Champions, and I didn't get here by being a dummy and by letting goofs like you take advantage of me. You know, she's got the services of Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA. She's got the services of the Rock and Roll Express, the services of the Road Warriors. Who knows what kind of services are being rendered, but I'll tell you what, baby doll, you're going to get rendered if you try to get in that ring with me. I can promise you that for a fact, darling. Come on, Bubba. Let's go home. Jim Cornette and Big Bubba Rogers. Back with a world champion right after this. How about those fans chanting Bubba, Bubba? I know. How about they just... He was over right away. That that whole Bruce bro, our, our Blues Brothers look was doing it. Yes, it was. It was cool, man. It was very well done. Speaking mm. of cool. Yeah, the world champion, Ric Flair. That's how some equal time out here. gentlemen whether you like it or not is what rick flair has done to the world of professional sports now i have 20 young men can take time out of their life to go out and spend some money on nice clothes and come all the way down here to atlanta georgia then you know there's got to be 20 million of them all over the country doing it so girls all you out there that are hard pressed to take off your cowboy boots and blue jeans, remember that one day in your life, you might have the good fortune of walking 
arm in arm, hand in hand, or in back, a slick Rick. Because whoo, I am the world champion. Now, Dusty Rhodes, today is Dusty Rhodes Day. We've been out here week in and week out, and I'm talking about the Four Horsemen, Tony Blanchard, the National Heavyweight Champion, Arn Anderson, the World Television Champion, Ric Flair, Woo! if you may, the World Heavyweight Champion. And now, right here today, the return of Ole Anderson, the Fourth Horseman. And what I'm telling you, whether you like it or not, it's today right here, you're gonna see Dusty Rhodes get beat up real bad. And you know why? Because week in and week out, the dream has walked out here and he's threatened us. He's told us what he's gonna do. And now Dusty Rhodes, you're in it again, Daddy. You're the center of attention. You're the focal point. And Big Dust, you're gonna pay the price. Now, Ric Flair, 14. 14 great American bashes around the country. 14, and the world champion is gonna wrestle the 14 top contenders in the world today. I'm talking about Philadelphia, I'm talking about Memphis, I'm talking about RFK, I'm talking about DC, Charlotte, I'm talking about the Great American Bash. And for anybody out there that doesn't know what big time sports is all about, you buy yourself a ticket because there's not a football game, basketball game, soccer game. There's nothing can follow the National Wrestling Alliance, especially, especially when Ric Flair's name is on the top of the marquee. So Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Martin, you understand? Wahoo McDaniel, Ronnie Garvin, Nikita Koloff, Road Warrior Hawk and Animal. My last words to you are, Woo, grab your best hold. Tony, check out that Rolex daddy. I got things to do. Woo! The heavyweight champion of the world makes your boy Ric Flair. Let's go back to the ring. He was on a roll today. The fans are really responding. Those guys are dressed up helping things, but I was, I'm just wondering if, uh, just wondering if maybe their uh, fans are louder. Maybe we're tracking the fans even more because they sound loud and explosive. I, I think it's those dudes. You know, lately we've yeah. seen a lot of kids in the crowd. Yeah. And today it's, you know, a handful of dressed up dudes. Right. What did you think when you showed up to TV that day and you see all these kids in the front row suited and booted? I thought it was pretty fucking cool. It is cool. Yeah. And also it's, it's kind of like, the sign era before the sign era. I mean, you know, yeah. there was a lot of signs in there and, um, I, I, I loved it. We would, uh, a couple of things would happen. I don't think I've ever shared this with you. Uh, maybe I have David and I would go out and David would do the talking and we would walk around the front side of the ring and David would tell the fans who would be coming up. Mm. So they would know. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I would stand there with him, say a few things, but mostly Dave, David always did that. All studio shows, uh, I can remember as a fan going to a studio show, and this is back when I was trying to get a job with him, working for Francis. They they taped at, I think, Channel 36 in Charlotte, and David would go out, and he would have his format with him, and he would tell the fans just who's coming up. And 
And then after you do that, Tommy, Tommy Edwards, who was our director, would get on the PA and talk to the fans. He'd go, hey, how y'all doing? Tommy always had that real cool, like, to me, like very white voice. Oh, same in tone. They got a oh. date with destiny, daddy. And I'm talking about Paul Jones and his army. You don't need to go to the beauty salon because you got an appointment with me and the boogeyman. And when we get through with you, this summer, you don't need no air conditioning because your head's going to be so bald, the breeze is going to go right over the top of it. And I promise you one thing, Paul Jones, you're going to bring it on, daddy, because me and the boogeyman are going to dance all night long all over you and your army. Ain't nobody does it better than the bull and the boogeyman. Come on in here, baby. <laughs> Willie, Willie! Boogie Woogie loves you to death, baby. You are my brother, Tony Shavato. First of all, I want to say something about the loaded black glove. When I, when I climb that high pole and come down with the loaded black glove, Bear Von Roscoe, I'm gonna beat your brains out with your own black glove. Now, a few months ago, talk about them bears. A few months ago, Pistol Pass Wadley and Paul Jones took something that belonged to the boogeyman. He took something from my person. He took some hair, some hair that I've been growing for 10 years, Tony. And right now, what I want people all over the world to see, I'm talking about millions of people to look right now, show it people. That right there is what a bald-headed geek is going to be. It's a Photoshop of, uh, of him balls. During Paul Jones, past, yeah. Gospel, baby, you will be bald. A geek. Right. A geek. Right. We're coming right back, fans. Don't go away. All right. That was not a good promo. Manny didn't say San Antonio one time. I think San Antonio uh, already happened. I think. I'm not talking about the show. He was always just shouting out his hometown. He's looking for oh. hookups at the drive thru or oh. something. <laughs> for the fans, we have the match between the American Dream, Dusty Road, and the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. Let's go to it right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, look at my face, man. I look like. I look the way I do now. Fucking mean. So this is the whole uh, thing we just watched with Dusty yeah. and Baby Doll coming out. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know I I'm, I'm there holding the microphone. You know what I'm thinking here in in 2021. What are you thinking? God damn, I was a lucky guy. Oh yeah, You're I really fun. was. You're having fun. Yeah, and I, to be a part of this era, to be able to, I mean, you, I I don't, you can't. Uh, it was special. It, yeah, I don't know. They they use the term, they throw it around a lot, the golden era of wrestling. I don't know if this was or not. I don't know what the golden era of wrestling was. I mean, you could say it was the Monday Night Wars. You could say it was the 80s with Hulkamania and the rise of the NWA. You can even go back before then if you want, talk about the territories. But this was a special era, and I was part of it. So... It's, it's never lost on me. And for us to come back and look at this stuff again, it always reaffirms the fact that, God damn, I was lucky. Just a little redneck from Virginia who loved wrestling and was able to 
get in and get up, be a part of it. You know, it's really cool that you have such a a great perspective about it too. Yeah. It just, uh, and and what's, what's, what's really fun too is, you know, you, you're able to look back with the benefit of hindsight and, Mm -hmm. and, and have that appreciation, but also to be committed to, you know, now that I'm back in it, I'm not going to like try real hard. You know, let's just do what we've been doing. Let's continue to my legacy is just half-assing. Let's not disappoint people. You know, let's just set really low expectations and, and make sure that we meet them. Boy, what and that then, went to a, a terrible direction, but of course that's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, bullshit. I'm so happy that you're back. You know, me yeah. and you talked about it off air, but yeah, it was a cool little thing where, uh, you got, you went and hugged Britt Baker. Because, you yeah. know, you've been such a big part of her character and me being a big Tony Schiavone fan, I was just happy that, I don't know, it's really cool, man. So I'm glad you guys are having fun. Yeah, we, we really are. And I, I'm trying to, I, I know how my mind works. I mean, uh, I really think that, and this is a good match. I don't want to be talking about me the entire time, but, uh, sure you do. I know, I know, I know how my mind works and I know that. I'm very good at shutting things out and moving on. So in 2001, I shut out wrestling, not because I was pissed off, not because I quote unquote hated it because a lot of it, I was burnt out, but a lot of it is I wanted to recreate myself, reinvent myself and move on. And I was able to do that. And it's not that I hated wrestling, but I just put, I said, okay, that's, that was, that part of my life is gone. We're going to go do this. I'm going to do baseball, which is what I've always wanted to do. Even before wrestling got to do it. I really did. I got to do some major league games. So my God, how lucky is that? And, um, so now that I'm back in it and you and I get to, to relive this stuff, it, it brings back the great memories that I have that I had shut out. Look at dusty, man. He could. Uh, based on the look of the building, what, what town are they in right here? Oh, that's Spartanburg. I, yeah. That there you go. Uh, you see that wide shot with those columns in the back. Yeah. That's Spartanburg. So this would have been filmed at the Memorial auditorium on yeah. June 3rd, 1986. Okay. There you go. Yeah. The, the Spartanburg always had the, uh, the real, uh, low ceiling. Yeah. Great place for us. That's where, uh, they took Jimmy Cornette out back and, you know, put a rope around his neck and baby doll almost broke his neck. Um, she's a woman. She's a big woman. Oh God. She's a woman. That's what he, that's when what Cornette said, when he would always be yelling about that fat hog. I'm like, Oh, oh God. I know. And she was a big girl, but she wasn't fat. No, she was just a big girl. How about man. this? Never mind. I almost said something awful. Okay. Well, Gotta be careful what you say these days. I was, I thought she was, I roll tide, roll tide. I thought she was roll tide. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know why in the hell I was coaxed into saying that one, but, uh, let's run through some, uh, some business. If we shall, this is okay. all out of Jim Cornette's book, which by the way, I highly recommend if you have an opportunity to pick that up, uh, June 1st, Charleston, West Virginia, 2 PM show 44 grand at the gate. Uh, that night, uh, 8P Greensboro at 61 grand the next day, green up Kentucky, $14,000 house TV tapings here in Spartanburg. They taped two shows, 
Raleigh, North Carolina, $11,600 on the fourth, mm. the fifth, they're in Columbus, Georgia, $18,000. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia gets a show on the sixth, $35,000. Of course, they're doing TV tapings here on July or June 7th. That night, they're going to be in Roanoke, Virginia, and they'll get 26,000. Then they'll scoot over to Asheville, North Carolina for a 2 PM show, a matinee show, 16 grand there. They'll be at the Omni at 8 P and draw 51 grand, uh, back to Greenville, South Carolina for $24,000. Then, uh, Salisbury, North Carolina. Uh, 18 grand mission, Texas on the 11th. That'll be $28,400. That's a sellout on the 12th. They're in San Antonio. They're off on the 13th and then back taping on the 14th with an eight P show that night in Baltimore for 55 grand. So that's sort of what's going on with the houses and the tour for Jim Crockett promotions. And it's breaking down now. Arn Anderson's in the ring. Tully Blanchard's in the ring and here comes Ole. Let's try yes, it. Sir. In his shirt and blue jeans, and David the Four Horsemen are back together. JJ Dillon comes in too, but the Four Horsemen start to pound away on Ric Flair. They take him. Only goes up. Goes up on that top. They have him. They drop him on his head. Magnum comes in. I love David, but he ruined this. Yeah, the he did. Of Dusty Rhodes come in. There you see Ollie Anderson with Arn Tully and JJ and Ric Flair. Yeah. What we did wrong was we commentated from there. Yes. Instead of being there and doing this it. man right here is going to be smiling when he comes in. What did I tell you? Well, I want to see Ollie, man. The Horsemen is based on one fact and one fact only. When we tell you something's going to happen, it happens. And Dusty Rhodes, you find yourself in an unenviable position. You are on the rebuttal end of what you and the Road Warriors did to The Rock. Well, The Rock's back, Daddy. Four horsemen, not three, four horsemen. And when we start choosing sides, Rhodes, just remember one thing. Magnum's felt the horrification. Ronnie Garvin's felt it. Sam Houston's felt it. You felt it. You've all been hurt because you want to get in bed with the big dogs. So now, recap it and start asking Dusty Rhodes, how many friends do I really have when they got to sit there and think, hey, maybe the four horsemen going to get me getting out of my car, maybe get me at the bar. We will jump you anywhere, anytime. And The Rock has a few words for you right now, Dusty Rhodes. Roll the tape. Let's take a look and a listen. I was next. I thought I was next. I heard somebody like this maybe you're deceive us. Maybe it's somebody that just looks like Anderson. Maybe our TV is messed up. Maybe a pig can fly. Maybe, maybe. There ain't no maybes about it, David Crockett. You're looking at the four horsemen. We're back together. Rhodes, you make the biggest mistake of your life by even staying in wrestling. You should have got out. You got two chances now. One is to stay out. The other is to get yourself crippled so bad that even your papa the plumber ain't gonna know you when we get done rearranging your pipes. You take a look at all the people that are trying to help Dusty Rhodes. What's the name? The Rock and Roll Express. Well, here, we got a nose on the other end of this one. We take care of you, Ricky. We go to Robert, and we go to the most important man, the American dream, the one that everybody believes the sun rises and sets on. 
Did you really think, did you really think that you were going to get rid of the horsemen? Did you really think that Ole Anderson was going to go off to the sawmill and sit for the rest of his life? <laughs> I tell you this, Rhodes. And no way, there's no way that it's going to be over. I know it now. No way it's going to be over until one of us. Uh-oh. And right now, you're looking at the burial team. You're looking at the team that's got the shovels. We got the plot of ground out there, and you might as well realize it, and everybody in the world better realize it. This ain't no joke. This ain't no funnin'. This ain't no April Fools. I'm as serious as I can be. We're gonna get rid of Dusty Rhodes. You bank on it, you go down, you can bet on it. I don't care who helps him. I don't care where. I don't know when. All I know is gonna be done. And right now, we're gonna do a little celebrating because the four horsemen are back in business. words right there from Ole Anderson. Well, all I heard in every arena across this country was, I'm next. I'm next. Well, Dusty Rhodes, I don't want to say I told you so, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. Back, and we'll talk about the U.S. heavyweight title right after this. Such an iconic moment, what we just saw. The, not only mm -hmm. the toot, toot promo, mm -hmm. but Ole's promo has mm -hmm. been played everywhere. And then JJ, yes, yes. It's so good, dude. And I think it was because of the Russians, they set Magnum up. Magnum TA was stripped of the United States heavyweight title. It's a shame it happened. I think a lot of it had to do with Nikita, especially they set him up with that press conference where Nikita insulted Magnum's mother. And, you know, Magnum just would not take that because Magnum's mother is such a, a part of his life. That's right. She's the driving force behind him. Well, Magnum went after Nikita, went over the table, and you know what happened there. Then, tell him. Well, then Bob Geigel had a rebuttal, had a reprimand he read on behalf of the NWA. Let's go to that tape. As a result of a recent press conference between the United States heavyweight champion Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff, the NWA president Bob Geigel and Magnum TA have been brought together for a very important announcement from the National Wrestling Alliance concerning the United States heavyweight champion. The board of directors of the National Wrestling Alliance has reviewed an incident that took place at a press conference for contract signing between United States heavyweight champion Magnum TA and challenger Nikita Koloff. It is a majority opinion of the board of directors that the conduct of Magnum TA, the United States title holder, was not in accordance with the standard of conduct that the National Wrestling Alliance would expect from a champion. Although it has been noted that there was some strong language in the part of Nikita Koloff, the challenger, there will be no fine there will be no suspension. But for the record, let it be noted that this is an official reprimand for the United States champion Magnum TA for conduct unbecoming a champion. Well, just wait a minute now. You forget about the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Forget about the whole NWA. This is my mom here. This is family. That's different. That's got to deserve some kind of other consideration. What would you have done if it had been your mom out there? Tell me that. The United States champion is expected to keep himself in good conduct at all times. Let that be noted. We'll reprimand this. Well there, David. 
Magnum T.A. has a strong belief in his family, his mother, the country, and everything, really struck the blow against President Bob Geigel. As a result of that, Bob Geigel made this all-important announcement. As president of the National Wrestling Alliance, it is my duty to make the following announcement. Magnum T.A. received an official reprimand from the National Wrestling Alliance for his conduct at a press conference. At the time of his notification of that decision, his actions taken against an official representative of the National Wrestling Alliance leave the board of directors no other option but to strip Magnum T.A. of the United States Heavyweight Championship title for conduct unbecoming a champion effective immediately. Okay. There it happened. It's not right, but it did happen. Yes, it is. The United States heavyweight title is stripped from Magnum TA. It really is. It's been stripped from Magnum TA, but as a result of that, we have a very special announcement about that. That's right. Coming up next. What up, losers? It's the real mean girl, Danny Jordan, a.k.a. Tony Schiavone's favorite wrestler, as seen on AEW Dark. Hit pause on your watch along right now. And I'll tell you when to hit play again in just a moment. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Oh, hey, real quick. I wanted to tell you what Matthew in Pennsylvania wrote. I had a great experience at SaveWithConrad.com. I worked with Derek and he quickly answered any questions I had. Being able to text him directly made things so much easier than having to wait on phone calls or schedule meetings at the bank. Being able to do everything from home was extremely convenient. I was in a tough spot with the pandemic going on, but it looks like everything is going to work out for me just in time. I would definitely recommend Conrad and his team to anyone looking for mortgage help. How can we help you? You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket, but you do need 10 minutes at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. We're licensed in more than 40 states, and you even get to skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Stand by. Hit play now. Do it. Do it now. Dude, this is like a loaded show. There's so much yeah, happening. That <laughs> is. A lot of moving parts, and we're back with the Russians. What do you think? think- uh well, I think that we're going to announce the best of seven here. And again, we talk and try and figure out how Nakatia is going to get out of this title match on TV. So Nakita, no embarrass him in front of all the world when all I see him on TV. Well, this is smart, Nakatia. This is smart. You come out and again attack someone. Yes, that's right. Nephew Nikita is the United States Heavyweight Champion, Magnum T.A. Excuse me, Mr. Koloff, I hate to interrupt, but Nikita Koloff is not the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. All of us on the board of directors did not agree with the majority, but they did take the title away from Magnum T.A. for his actions. They have ordered a best-of-seven championship series between the number one challenger, who is Nikita Koloff, and the former champion, Magnum T.A. And if Nikita can defeat Magnum four times, then he will be the U.S. heavyweight champion. And it will start July the 1st in Philadelphia. 
It is obviously a conspiracy. This man Dupier has not only got Jim Crockett promotions behind him, but the NWA. Well, we don't accept this. Nephew Nikita is the United States heavyweight champion, and being he is such a gracious champion, he will give Magnum T.A. a couple of title shots during the Great American Bash. And you, Dusty Rhodes, the Great American Dream, along with your road warriors, during the Great American Bash, we're going to win back our World Six-Man Tag Team Trophy because Crusher Khrushchev is ready. Cage matches, double chain matches, six-man tag team competition, and you, Ric Flair, nephew Nikita, is going to take world title away from you. The fans, you heard it from Mr. Jim Crockett Jr., president of Jim Crockett Promotions, the best four of seven series for the U.S. heavyweight title. Let's go to the ring. And by the way, George South and Randy Mulkey are going to be in here with Tully and Arn. Mm-hmm. Man, this is just, uh, this might yeah. be peak 86 right here. I think so. A big announcement because a lot of people still remember that best of seven. Oh yeah. We still get questions about it. Right. So, uh, it's going to start July 1st, great American bash, uh, Nikita and Magnum. And so we've got, now we got that. We got the rock and roll express, super summer sizzler tour. We got the return of Ole Anderson. And as I'm listening to Ole talk, I'm telling you, I know it's old school, Tony Schiavone. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody says, what was the best incarnation of the four horsemen? It is still with Ole Anderson in it. Yeah. And it's because Ole could talk. A lot of people prefer the Barry one. And I understand that from a match standpoint, but from a promo right. standpoint, no comparison. Yeah. No comparison. Ole just, and Ole is not well now. Right. And, and, and that, it really breaks my heart. Uh, Ooh, big old spine buster for Mr. Mulkey. I wanted to go see him and obviously with COVID I can't. Uh, so when this uh, all finally gets resolved, I'm going to go see him. I did talk to him on the phone. Uh, and obviously he's, uh, he's just not well, yeah. but, and that breaks my heart. It really does. But he meant a lot to your career. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I was such a mark for him, and he just was he was good to me, man. He was absolutely good to me. Look at this. How about that for a little tag team combination? Man. What, uh, what's the nature of your conversations with uh, Richard? As in Flair? Yeah. I don't talk to him anymore. It's just fun that he said, man, he was such a big part of my life, and you know, I just, I just appreciate him so much about Ole. And then Rick, oh, I don't talk to him. I don't, I don't. I mean, look, he could, uh, he could pick up the phone and call me. Couldn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. So I guess so could Ole. Not really. Somebody would have to pick up the phone for him. And you apparently part is going to last for a full month. It starts in Philadelphia, goes to Washington, D.C., Memphis. It just keeps on. RFK Stadium, the Liberty Bowl. We already know Ric Flair will defend the NWA World Heavyweight title 14 times in a 30-day period. We also know now best four out of seven for the U.S. Heavyweight title between Magnum T.A. and Nikita Koloff during the bash. But, David, the performers will be great, and one of them is Waylon Jennings. He and Jesse Coulter will be highlighted in many of the cities performing during the Great American Bash and Waylon Jennings is a fine performer, but we have lots more, too. That's right. We have Joe Ely, Delbert McClinton. Also, George Jones will be there. 
David Allen Coe. David Allen Coe, who was a big part of the bash last year. The Great American Bash, the very best in family entertainment, and it's coming your way very soon. Like we said, July 1st, it all starts at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, and then it runs through the whole month of July, ending up on August 2nd at Fulton County Stadium. Like we said, let's talk to Waylon Jennings. Wow. Rocket Sports on location, Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. And we're very happy to be talking with Waylon Jennings, one of the. He's going to call me a big old boy here. Waylon. Nice to see you get dressed up. Here, thank you yeah, very much. Well, call me a big old boy. Wanted to talk about your album, Will the Wolf Survive? Tremendous success for you. Working Without a Net was certainly a big hit. And the title cut's a big hit also. Can you compare that to some of your other successful albums? I, um, you know, uh, not really, because it's. Um, it's a whole new thing for me, you know. It's um, it's a much more musical album than I've ever done before. I, um, you know, most of my things were just straight ahead and uh, with the just romping beat mm -hmm. and uh, and really a very simple arrangements. And uh, Jimmy Bowen produced this one, and Jimmy's a great producer. He's a lot of fun to work with, mm -hmm. and uh, he's really got it together. And uh, this album, I think, sound-wise, is so much better than everything I've done before because it was digital, mm -hmm. and uh, which is new for me. Do you have a favorite cut off of that album? Yeah, I uh, I like wondering what you'll do when I'm gone, and uh, Larry Butler wrote that song, and that's that's probably my favorite of all of them. Okay, we were in Tucson, Arizona, as you know, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Wilson Willie Nelson, close personal friends, and you were part of Stagecoach. Great ratings for the movie. What did you think about the movie? I thought it was good. You know, I thought we we had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, um, and I was really we're really happy with the numbers that it got. You know, mm -hmm. number five for the whole week, I think. Right. And number one the night it was on. So sure. I can't complain. I sure can't put it down. Can you tell us anything about some new upcoming albums you have? We have a couple ideas that we're kicking around, and. Uh, I can't give them to because you know what? One of them wrestlers might beat me to the idea. <laughs> okay. Coming up, the Great American Bash 86. Jim Crockett Promotions, very happy to have you and your better half, as you call her, Jesse Colder, with us at the Great American Bash. I'm sure you're excited about being a part of the Great American Bash. Yeah, me also. and Jesse are going to wrestle each night. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Okay. No, we're looking forward to it, though, because, you know, a lot of the same people, in fact, they've tried this, you know, like mixing music with sports before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they, you don't like basketball. That don't work. No. No. Yeah. And uh, baseball don't work. And mainly because of trying to sing in the stadium. I think I played one time in Bush Stadium, and I think it's still echoing in there. <laughs> <laughs> but this will work. Uh -huh. And because uh, I think a lot of the same people who like country music like wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the research that we've done. Right. And uh, we're going to have a good time. I guarantee you that. We're in some of the biggest uh, facilities in the country. The Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. The Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. All the wrestlers like to wrestle in front of the large crowds. And I'm sure you feel the same way. The bigger the crowd, you. the better. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, it's, it's terrible when you go out there and you outnumber the crowd. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure it. they're just like we are. You know, they'll put on a much better show mm -hmm. and everything if you got a big crowd. Right. And, uh, and boy, those wrestling crowds are enthusiastic. Boy, they really are. They really are. And that's going to... I'll probably ride off of that for six months. <laughs> and you can better believe they're going to be enthusiastic. The Great American Bash, Waylon, once again, thank you very much for your time, and we really look forward to having you with us, the Great American Bash. All right, we're going to do it. You don't wrestle, do you? You're a pretty big old boy yourself. No, not me, not at all. <laughs> thank you very much. Pretty big old boy yourself. <laughs> you know, he was so fucking cool. He was one of those guys you, th you thought you could hang out with, you know? Uh, oh, gosh. <sighs> oh, four horsemen are back together, baby, though. Well, you know, uh, 
Tony, this deal between Ole Anderson and Dusty Rhodes, this isn't a new thing. You know, this has been years and years that no one knows about. So Ole Anderson, my man Dusty Rhodes is about to say a few words. And if you're very smart, like you say you are, you'll listen to him because Dusty means what he says. Let's go to that table, Dusty Rhodes. You know, for seven, eight, nine years, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, and Ole Anderson done battle throughout this country. It's always been a way with Ole Anderson and Dusty Rhodes to cripple Maine or hurt somebody. The American dream seems to be something that he don't want to believe in. He's stuck in this redneck attitude about the way the country should be, about what should happen. You know, whether you're black, white, green, yellow, it has never mattered to the American dream. And he has always went on television and said, I believe one way, he believes the other. He's a bigamous. He's bigger than life. He's a redneck. He is nothing more than Ole Anderson. He laid up in Wisconsin with a broken leg, feeling sorry for himself. Now, once again, he comes, tries to tear my ear off and get into my personal, you understand? Now, when you play the dozens with Dusty Rose through the years, you know that something got to happen. He said, Dusty Rose, this is me and you. This is the end. All you skeptics in television land, all you people that are interested in watching the comedies on Saturday morning and think it's wrestling, got to get on this right here. This is the real deal. This is the American Dream, Dusty Rose. This is my livelihood. This is the way I make my living, day in, day out. And for every skeptic, for I have a lawyer that think he's a halfway fan. There are 20 million people daily that love professional wrestling, that love Dusty Rose, the American Dream, and believe the way I do. You think only for one minute, I'm going to go and tell this guy over here, this little bit of kid, no matter what color he is, that there's not a real American Dream out there, that you can't reach out in life and be the best you can and go through this life like Dusty Rose living on the end of a lightning bolt? Nurturing wounds and often up my innocence. And every time I do what you do, you pay me back in scone. <laughs> well, the fans say, come in, dream. I'll give you shelter from the stone. That's what it's all about, Ole. If it's me and you, if this is the end, if it's all over, if it's no mas, no more, then let's go for it. Let's go for it. Leave no stone unturned. Leave no rock not thrown and no glass broken. If this the end, I'm glad it's me and you. Ain't that the way it should be, Hoss? You got it, Jack. Well, I have chill bumps. But I'll tell you this. I can't wait until me and you get together in Chicago and I can offer up my innocence. And I know you'll pay me back in scorn. When, when he said he's a bigamist, I was like, he's married to multiple people. I don't think Dusty knows what that means. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It was tremendous. It was dusty road speak. It was. And look at this. Look at this turd in the ring. Todd champion. You're not a big fan of Mr. Champion. No, uh, I'm going to. If you can remember, I don't know where, what direction you and Arn are going in now. I know oh, Arn's already him. shit all over him. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, but I want to hear your take. He's told you the story about, uh, Todd right now. Todd was blown up. Okay. He, he had no, 
cardiovascular, nothing. And he just wasn't good. He was okay guy. I had no problems with everybody. Was just, and Arn tells the story as he told us on his podcast about the night. His fan, that, his family was in the crowd. Yeah. They had, they had more than that. They had his dad's workers, coworkers and everything. And Todd, the night before had, had hit Arn like really hard. And Arn said the receipt was, and they'd see, he said, we told chip the firebreaker. Yeah. Aren't called him the windbreaker. Chip. Yes. Yes. He said, do not tag out. Yes. Because he's not coming in. So they wrestled the whole match and Todd champion did not get in. And his family's in the crowd wanting to see right. him wrestle. Right. So of course they didn't tag him and they didn't it. tag him in. Yeah. And he was really upset and crying in the back and Arn said, well, there you go. Now, you know, next time how to throw a working punch. Just. Tremendous, tremendous story, buddy. But Arn tells it obviously a lot better than I do. And uh, back to the Waylon Jennings thing, I want to add something to this. Please do. Uh, I love Waylon. I just got a newfound appreciation for him. I'm going to say, like, in the last, I don't know, seven years. Yeah. And now, like, even yesterday, we were at my parents and dad said, Man, I can't think of anything good for us to play because we're out in their backyard or whatever. So I said, well, here, hand me your phone. Cause he's like controlling songs to there. And I put on Waylon Jennings radio and he's like, oh yeah, yeah this right here. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. The song Amanda is one of my favorite country songs. Uh, anyway, so I hit Waylon with a couple of things. We're talking about gig- gigantic crowds. Um, well, they're giving Todd a little bit of shit here. Um, we're talking to gigantic crowds. And I mentioned the Gator Bowl and... Memphis, the Liberty Bowl. And I mentioned those in the interview because those were the two places he performed for us. Right. And as ironic as it may be, when we're sitting there talking about gigantic crowds, no one came to either one of those events. Yes. Empty. Gator Bowl, never will forget. The storm came up and he played about 15 minutes. Now he's pissed off because there's nobody in the stands. A storm comes up and he says, and I remember, I remember standing outside when he said this, Oh, well, let's go to this first. Jay Dillon. You know, this thing with Ronnie Garvin is all coming into place in the proper perspective. You know, I don't know if anybody sitting out there ever has been knocked out, but I have in my career, I've been knocked out a few times and it's a pretty sickening feeling because the blood pressure drops so low. When you pass out, you don't dream, you don't do anything. And when you come back around, it's a harrowing feeling. And for six months, I've watched Ronnie Garvin knock people out here on national television and knowing that the same individual was challenging the national champion, put a little bit of fear into me. But now you see the entire situation has reversed because the 23rd of May in Norfolk, Virginia, Ronnie Garvin was knocked out for the first time in his career. Carried out, too. And he was carried out where he was looking up at the lights of the ceiling trying to wonder where he was. So now, Ronnie Garvin, you load up your tape. You issue your challenges. You come to the Great American Bash, and you challenge the national champion. But in the back of your mind, Mr. Garvin, think back of that sickening feeling. Norfolk, Virginia, when you were knocked colder than a wedge. And think of that harrowing feeling when the blood pressure started to rise and you were going out on that stretcher and realize where you were and realize what happened and come to the realization that this man did it and he can do it again and he is going to do it. 
You know, Tony, JJ, all you people out there, I come out here every week with a National Heavyweight Championship belt, and everybody thinks, or seems to think, that it was handed to me on a silver platter. Now you think back. Now you think back on national television, the start of the demise of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. When I pinned him, one, two, three, right in the middle of the ring, and won the National Heavyweight Championship. And now Dusty Rhodes don't ever want to get back in the ring, especially now that the fourth horseman is back. Dusty Rhodes, you better run in groups. Great big groups, Dusty Rhodes, to protect yourself. You get Garvin, you get Magnum, you get all those risky business boys, and you keep them all right around you real close. Because Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> just like Ole said, the four horsemen are back, and you're going down. Now, Garvin, you know, one other thing, just a minute. One other thing, you know, Garvin don't like to talk about this. Garvin doesn't like to talk about Norfolk, Virginia on May the 23rd. You know, maybe, JJ, if he doesn't talk about it, it never happened. But he said, I quit. Huh. That's it. <laughs> Fans, we're coming right back. So real quick, tell us your Wayland finish. Oh, Waylon, uh, Waylon, the storm came up and he was pissed off. Nobody is there. And he said, I remember him strumming his guitar. He said, well, storm's coming up. Looks like we'll have to cut it short here. Thanks for coming. And that was it. Okay. He, he walked. He walked. Yay. No, it was back Thanksgiving of last year. When I alone walked inside a steel cage with Tony Blanchard, I quit match. They said it was the most brutal match in the history of professional wrestling. Yet when the match was over and the smoke cleared, when the battle was over, I walked out with death firmly in my grasp. And since that time, day in and day out, I've met every challenge that anybody has ever wanted to present to me. The list goes long and tough, the big and bad of them all. And then out of the darkness came the Russian nightmare. The man they all called the bad nightmare from the big bad Russia. They said he could do what no other man could do. He could embarrass the whole United States. Well, he couldn't get it done in the Russian ring. He couldn't get it done with all the special stipulations, Russian chain matches. He had to stoop to the lowest form of any human being on this earth. He stooped down so low as to insult all the women in the world, and more specifically, my mother. Well, America was built on freedom. Men that would fight for that freedom and did it real proudly. But none of those men would have been able to do any of that without a very special lady in all their lives, the person that gave them all life. Their mother who gave them the desire to fight and still that down inside them. Well, I tell you something, Nikita Koloff, this is straight out there to Bob Gaggle, too. This belt is nothing but a bunch of metal and leather without the meaning behind it. You can take this out of my hands, but you can't take what's in my heart. You can't take the love for my family and my mother that I die fighting for, no matter what it takes. A best out of seven tournament, it doesn't matter what they want to dictate to me. Because I dictate my life. I dictate my actions. And whatever kind of fight it's got to be, that's just fine. Because I'll bow to no man, especially a no good commie Russian. Let's go to the ring. Well, Ooh. we talk about it every week. Oh, my God. Look at Shaska. <laughs> this show is so loaded. This is one of the best hours of wrestling I've ever seen. It's tremendous. Anyway, I love Magnum's promos mm. and I can't help, but remember our old, great, close personal friend, George Costanza, mm. you a big fan of George. Yeah, oh yeah. What I loved about George, well, there's a lot to love about George, unless he's been right. in the pool, but the point is 
the line. It's not a lie. If I believe it mm-hmm. and by God, Magnum believed it. Oh man. It just Damn comes right, right through, comes right through, comes right through. Absolutely. Comes right through Magnum always used to tell me I've said it before. And I even tell the kids this when they're doing promos said, so Magnum always says you look in the camera and you look through the camera, you look right into their living room and you talk to them. Yeah. And that's what he was good about. So anyway, Whalen took off. Everybody was pissed. Uh, and of course he had the excuse of the thunderstorm coming and it did come up. It was pretty, it was, you know, but thunderstorms were different back then than they are now. How so? Well, now thunderstorm comes up and it'll blow you away and everybody will have to run for shelter because, uh, the lawyers tell you to, um, but, uh, that's a pussy statement, but continue. No, I know. I, I know the people that, uh, Hey, and in the sec football, yeah. if a lightning strikes within five miles of the stadium, ever the teams have to leave and the fans are told to, to, to leave the stadium for 20 to 30 minutes. Who do you think came up with that? Lois. A lawyer did. Lois. No, they came up with that because they don't they don't care about your safety. People don't. They don't want to get sued. Why are you shitting on Dawkins personally today? No, oh, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I guess you saw him this past weekend. Yeah, I did. Um, he was in a great mood. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, too. Waylon. Waylon. There was a storm and back then, you know, storms were different. Yeah, but there was something it was it was beyond whaling. I don't know what it was. Oh, oh, I know what it was. Okay. Uh this is pretty interesting stuff. And this has to do with uh Stadium Stampede. Uh I was there, of course, when they were uh taping part of it. And uh, Tully Blanchard showed me a picture of him at the bunkhouse stampede. And he's dressed identically. Yes. Not only that, and he showed me, he said, Look at this. And he showed me the boots, same boots, right? Wow. He said, you know what that is? I said, what? He said, it's Dusty's blood still on my boots. How great is that? That is tremendous. Somewhere David Brush just DM'd uh, Tully Blanchard to try to buy those boots. <laughs> Can I have your bunkhouse stampede boots with Dusty's blood? Yeah. Just, uh, hey, by the hey. way, I, I know we don't talk about him all the time, but I do have a buddy named David who lives in Virginia. Yeah. That nothing happened in son of a plumber. Just got Dusty's old hat. Remember he really? had that outfit where he'd have a robe and a hat that matched. Mm-hmm. Well, he had like this bright color when they had like a cactus on it or something. And he got the damn hat and I'm like, damn it. That's something would have been cool to have and easy to display. But yeah, like so, everything else, Jim Crockett, stupid ass David gets it. Do you know where stupid ass David lives? Yeah. Let's go see him. Oh no. He's a nice oh, guy. We're not, we're not going to ding dong King Kong. Him. No, I like him. no, no, we'll, we'll beat the fuck out of him. No, no, throw, no, 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 no. I like and, him and, and throw like. A uh, bunch of hundreds his way. He, he don't care as we money. leave. So, there you go. He, he's made of money. He's he's the collector who's known as the the real million dollar man. Well, then it then he'd probably an ass kicking probably wouldn't would be in order. He's got an empire of businesses up there. He he's a titan of industry in Virginia. <laughs> what does he do? Smoke? What does he do? Smoke Smithfield hams. He's a nice guy. Can we just uh, fucking raise it? Raise apples in Winchester, plant peanuts in, in the middle of, uh, of the state. Did you plant any peanuts, uh, this past weekend down at the beach? Uh, no, I did not. Really? 
thought maybe a little <laughs> celebratory planting. Yeah. <laughs> planting your peanuts. <laughs> Let's not there's forget. Our new, here's our new line. We're planting peanuts. <laughs> let's not forget Tony Schiavone's famous line. And I can't believe I've never shared this on the oh. air. Oh my God. Uh, but <laughs> I'll never forget. And it's going to take you a while at home to figure this out. Do do that country math of two plus two, but Tony's famous line is I'll never hit bottom, but I'll fuck up the sides. <laughs> and it took me a while. And then one day I was riding home and it was like, ding. Oh, I got it. Okay. Oh man, we've got a melee in the ring now. Yeah. Things are breaking down. So, hey, they went after Shaska with the scissors. This is I, cool. That's so f- fucking dangerous. That is so fucking dangerous. These guys carry razors in their lips. Uh, yeah, but but still, I mean, you got to, you got to, you got uh, oh, you got to end your strap match. A man got on TV, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, and he wanted to take a piece of leather and beat on me. You know, I mind my own business. The man has come here. He's lied to the people. He's told them that he bought, paid my way here. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Jimmy Garvin. You got to come to me now. I don't like you. I don't like pressures. I don't like what you stand for. And right here, you know, he had to get Steve Regal to get in there and help him because he couldn't get the job done himself. Now I've got my strap, eight foot piece of rawhide, and I'm going to tell you one thing, Jimmy Garvin. I'm not going to stand here and lie and say I don't have the advantage because I do. And I'm just going to tell you one thing: when I get in that ring and I tie that eight foot piece of rawhide around you, you right here, you can see him hitting me. And I'll tell you one thing, he didn't kill me, but it hurts. But when I get this strap around your wrist and I take it, the only way you can win this match is to drag an opponent around the ring, touching all four posts. And can you imagine how bad that the man has got to be hurt to be drug around and touch all four posts? And I'm just going to tell you one thing, Precious. Stick your nose in there, and I'm going to waffle you right across the head. And Jimmy Garvin, it's the end for you, and you can count on it. Okay, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin along with Steve Regal slapping Wahoo McDaniel with that strap, and he's opened up a whole new can of work. Wahoo's in the ring. Let's go there. I'm going to waffle you. Right upside your head. Right and upside he op- your head. And he opened up a whole new can of worms. Nice cliche by me at the end. I uh, So now we know, basically, that Jimmy Garvin and Wahoo will go around at the bashes in the Indian strap matches. How about, uh, uh native American strap match. Everybody has a crutch, right? Uh, when they're, when they're talking and yeah, you know, uh, rebels crutch is clutch. Go ahead. Planting them peanuts, planting them peanuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wahoo right there. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Oh yeah. I know. Like that. There's such a, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just fun for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's fun to go back and observe it now years later. And I love Shaska, his version of, and another thing, (laughs) 
I hope they come out and do a promo in this show. And oh, we've got to hear from Shaska. Yeah, after after he got his hair cut. If we don't Suck hear from Shaska, I'll riot. Yeah, you might have to riot. Because uh, I'm kind of scrolling through here. I don't see it. I don't see it either. So we might be rioting. Yeah, yeah so. You know, uh, of all the places I could riot, your house would be number one. Did you know that? Yeah. Yes, sir, man. My house is the best shape it's ever been. No, but I would like to change that because I really? want my fucking tag strap. You know, really? I've let this go on too long. Well, then, you know, get in that fucking airplane or, you know, you don't, you don't fly anymore. Get in your fucking, uh, $100,000 car. A hundred thousand. Don't you fucking yeah, low rate me. Okay. Sorry. $150,000 car and drive out to San Diego at a Petco field and get the fucker. Okay. First of I've all, tried, first, first of, of all, the no, way I've tried to get in touch with Bo Ringer. I've tried no avail. And I was going to say, Brian, I gave you that six man strap and I understand it is in the Petco park. I might try see if Excalibur can get it for us. Cause he goes to Petco park. Um, what's he going to do? Just break the fucking glass and run. Yes. No, but no, I was, I told, I said, let's talk to the Padres. They don't need that belt there. Let's get it back. Why did you, I gave it to you. Why did you give it to them? And then we'll get it and we'll present it to you. So you will shut the fuck up. I would love to shut the okay. fuck up, but I'm okay. tired of being lied to Tony. I'm strong. I'm lied to. I'm strung along. I'm treated less than you treat me like I'm something you stepped in. No, on, I don't. On your climb to the top. Just because you're the voice of a generation again, doesn't mean that you don't have to live up to your obligations. And I'm going to fucking take you to child custody court. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to get a fucking divorce. Yeah. We're going to have to split the kids. Mm-hmm. I want Matt and Chris Shivani. You can have Lori and the jobber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we're going to settle this thing because me and Matt and Chris, we're the real six man champions of this Shivani family yeah. as the oldest. I speak for all of us. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you know what I'm taking? I'm taking the rights to rebels show on ad free shows. Oh, uh, that's fine. Mm. So I get rebel. Wait a minute now. Hang on. And the world is okay. Again, well, I get bug. Okay. You can have rebel. <laughs> don't fuck with my dog uh i wonder let's keep it going. Oh, okay. you know so first of all i saw baby doll out here a little earlier in her calamity jane outfit okay Ooh. she looks the part of a real texas cowgirl you know the kind more cow than girl oh. and i also understand that the james boys are going to be somewhere around here today well hey dusty and magnum let me tell you something you just come on out here try to jump me from behind because you see who's standing behind me big bubba rogers big as a house with a three-car garage and that's what it would feel like fell on you if you tried to lay one finger on me or do me any harm in any way because he's taking real good care of me tony you wouldn't believe how big his man is you wouldn't believe the things he he is great and ladies and gentlemen I will introduce someone else who's great. The highlight of your day, the greatest team in professional wrestling. Loverboy Dennis and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. You know, sometimes it's very rare, but it's, I don't know. That was not Jim Cornette's best promo. And normally it feels like he's been on such a roll where they top each other every single week. Yeah. But that was kind of his, that was kind of his entrance promo. Yeah. You know, he maybe he's not done. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
loved just I think Bobby it, makes me smile. Makes me smile. How so? Just because he, you know, and I know you know him too. Just a good guy. Oh, great guy, and and such a great performer, and 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 he had fun out there. On the, he always had fun, and even in house shows, he had fun. He just, uh, he was a great performer. He never took himself seriously, and just, I just, I just love Bobby Eaton. Just one of the best. Hey, uh, really excited about uh, uh, for our uh, low key big hogs. Sure. And I, I guess through uh, top guys on ad free shows. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, going to Chicago. It's going to be big time. Big time. Part of the uh, all out weekend. Yeah. No star cast, but uh, this is the uh, next best thing. So right. those of you who've been with us as uh, top contributors on Patreon are going to have uh, quite the time. We've got commitments yep. from Jim Ross and Arn Anderson and Tony Schiavone and Eric yep. Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett. And, uh, you got to assume there's going to be a surprise or two. So it's going to be fun. I think there is. Yeah. I'd like to get, and you and I need to work on this, uh, off camera here. I, I'd like to get a surprise or two from this era 86. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that would be, uh, that would kind of be in our wheelhouse, so to speak. So I'd like to that happen. And um, another thing. <laughs> Can't get him. I wish so badly that we could spend yeah. one weekend hanging out with Shaska. I know. Can you imagine how much fun we would have had with him? Oh. And no one could work a elbow drop like Bobby. Would have been tremendous. Hey, how about the, the Young Bucks match? Okay. Yeah. Did you, did you see Nick Jackson doing... A macho man. Yes. <laughs> I saw it and I wanted to react to it, but Don Callis and his bullshit and all of them, they were talking. And by the time I could get a word in, it was all gone. But I went and told Nick, I said, that was a macho man you were doing, right? He said, oh yeah. <laughs> I said, you fuck. I have so much fun with those guys, man. God, I really, really do. I remember you. You're the first one to ever told me about the young bucks. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. yeah. I'd never heard of them. And obviously that's because I'd been away from wrestling and, and just didn't, you know, follow the scene. And you told me about the Melcher driver and I went, what? Yeah. The name of the move after Dave Melcher. What the fuck? And then I met him and I'm thinking, man, these are two of the greatest guys ever. I just absolutely love them. Um, and they don't disappoint, man. They always give you their best effort out there. Yeah. They're always do. They're, uh, they're a big reason or big part of the reason that AEW even exists, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm having a lot of fun with Don Callis too, or Don Calais, as I first called him. You should keep going with that Calais. Yeah. I should call him that on the air. I'll be honest. You said it with such, um, conviction Uh that the first time you said it, I thought, fuck, I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. (laughs) I mean, that's how, you know, you're in the presence of a professional broadcaster. Oh, shit. No, I'm being sincere because when yeah. you said it, I was like, man, for like 20 years, I've been calling him Don Callis. Yeah. What if I did it wrong? Fuck. I think I even called him Mr. Callis to his face and his name's Calais. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of fun with him. I, I think he's a hell of an announcer. I think he'd be a great color guy. Uh, he just knows, you know, and I know he's done plenty of it. Right. You should share that. Go, when we hang up, call Taz and just repeat everything you just said. 
Just say it one, just in a loud, clear voice to him. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. You should have been there for the reaction when Mark Henry was in the building. Oh my God. Oh God. I cannot wait. You go do what? I, that's what I've been told. Pete, I, I, that's what I've been told. God damn it. I mean, he is like, oh man, he's the gift that keeps on giving. I love it. He is. I do too. He's a gift that keeps on giving. I mean, he just, when we're all back in the announcer room, it's me and Justin Roberts and <gasps> Excalibur. He's Taz Costanza. It was in front of us the whole time. Absolutely. Taz Costanza. Mm-hmm. He might even be Jerry's dad though. I could see him yelling <laughs> serenity now. <laughs> God, I just love Taz. <laughs> yeah. His son, who is w- a wonderful kid. He, he's, he's so wonderful. Such a nice, polite you, young man. You wonder how is he related to Taz? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he came in and he always comes in and, and Taz sitting there in his corner and he starts talking. I get up and I give him a chair and he said, what's that for? I said, because you know, your dad better than me. You're not going to be able to talk to him for like two minutes. It's going to be a 10 minute conversation. I said, you better sit down and Taz says, get the fuck out of here. Something like that. I come back 20 minutes later. He's still, standing there talking to his dad. Yeah. I said, told you. And it, you don't talk to him. It's a monologue, which is, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. This is what the world has been waiting for. The Rocket Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour 86, August 4th through the 10th with these two men, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. Now, in conjunction with this gigantic tour of wrestling, we have three gigantic contests for you, the fans, to be a part of. Contest number one is our Rocket Roll Express Lookalike Contest. Uh-oh. There is the address. Let us tell you about this contest. It is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 13 years old. Now, you must send a picture, your name, your address, your birth date, your zip code, your telephone number, your pictures must include entrance and be no larger than four inches by five inches. We must have a picture of two of you dressed up like the Rock and Roll Express. A person cannot be a member of more than one entry. In other words, if you pose with one person, you can't turn around, enter again, and pose with another person. Dress up like the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll Express lookalike contest, all entries must be postmarked no later than July 15th, 1986. You see the address right there, right to us, and if you are selected as the lookalikes for the Rock and Roll Express, you'll win an all-expense-paid trip to Atlanta, Georgia, to spend the day with these two men at Six Flags Over Georgia theme park. That's contest number one. Contest number two is our Miss Rock and Roll Express contest. Uh-oh. You see the address right there, P.O. Box Uh-oh. 11390, Charlotte 28220. This contest open to all girls ages 14 to 17 years old. Was this contest in Memphis? Name, your address, zip code, and phone number, <laughs> and your birth date, and a picture of yourself. And the picture must be... Boy, in hindsight, y'all asking for the Miss Rock and Roll contest and asking that it be eighth graders. What the fuck, dude? Well, that was the Rock and Roll Express's uh, demo. I don't know, dude. I don't know about naming it Miss Rock How about Rock this and- one? In this, this we one. will have six ladies picked. 
five will be the court. One will be Miss Rocky Roll Express. All six and their audience will go on tour with these two men to the Rocky Roll Express Super Summer Sizzler Tour 86. But Miss Rock and Roll Express will be able to escort these two gentlemen to the ring during the tour. Also have dinner with Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. So make sure you get those entries in. One more contest, and you saw a bit of a... Uh, how many are y'all going to do? Dream Date Contest, <laughs> P.O. Box 11390 in Charlotte. Dream Date. Open to ladies 18 years of age and older for this Rock and Roll Express Dream Date. They brought that picture in too name, soon. Address, zip code, phone number, and birthday pictures. We want pictures. It must be no larger than four inches by five inches for the Dream Date Contest. Another part of this, the entries must include a one-page or 500-word composition entitled Why I Would Love to Go on a Dream Date with the Rocky Roll Express. Include that. Some great TV right here. A one-page essay. Entries must yeah. be postmarked no later than July 15th of 1986. Now, during the Dream Date contest, we will select two ladies, 18 years of age or older, who will go on an all-expense Dream Date to New York City with the Rock and Roll Express, all part of the Super Summer Sizzler Tour. That's some exciting news, gentlemen. That's right, Tony. We're looking forward to that. But, you know, we're looking forward to the Great American Bash 86 coming up. And, brother, let me tell you, the tour is going to be hot. Woo! Okay. By the way, notice they were wearing airbrush T-shirts, not mm -hmm. merch shirts that you guys were selling for them, which is just crazy when you think about it. It is crazy. So the, the dream date happened. They went to see Bill after help set it up the dream date. They flew him to New York and they went to see the, uh, the show cats on Broadway and then ate at a, uh, a restaurant and a restaurant, a restaurant. I remember Ricky Morton saying, I said, how was the date? He said, he said, the, uh, the show was terrible. He said, I fell asleep during cats. So, okay. So, and then of course, then we had the, uh, you know, the entourage of, of young ladies, as you'd say, eighth graders who well, came, who came with their moms. Uh, what the fuck, man, they came with their moms and we had a tour bus and it was me, Doug Dillinger and, um, Ricky and Robert and all the girls and their moms. Uh, one or two may have had a dad with them. I'm not sure, but they had a parent with them. Mm. I think it was mostly their moms. And also on the tour bus was Jimmy Valiant so he could save on trans. <laughs> Just Jimmy. Um, and it was, it, we, I'm telling you, those days I went to every show. As a matter of fact, I'm the one that chose the girls. Um, I went to every show. And had a blast, had an absolute blast. The girls were so sweet and so appreciative, and their parents were so nice. It was, it was, I'm telling you, it was very, very well done. Can we agree in hindsight? You guys should not have done a Miss Rock and Roll contest with underage women or, or girls. Okay. I don't know. It just seems weird. And maybe it it's does. because I just, you know, maybe it's because I watched that, uh, Dark well, side maybe, of the ring, and I'm like, oh God, can we keep underage kids away from wrestling, please? Well, it's maybe because your mind always goes to the gutter first. That could be it as well. Wait a minute now. Always. Hang on. Always. They have been doing promos always. back and forth with Flair okay. pulling out little okay. teeny tiny bras. Mm hmm. Where, where, where am I supposed to be thinking? Okay. I don't. Uh, 
Did you see Ronnie throw a drop kick just now? I did. I didn't know if that was like my mind playing tricks on me or <laughs> what the hell, man? Huh. What the hell? By the way, you know, we're re we've reshuffled Arn and Arn is now just telling old territory stories and we're going uh-huh. step by step through his career. Yeah. And somehow we wound up talking about tanning and I asked, Hey, when did the tanning beds become a thing? Who was the first wrestler? You remember having a tanning bed and you know, when did just tan in a can become the deal? And he said, you know, I can tell that you're sort of making fun of the tans, but the reality is, you know, if you're in good shape and you're tan, it's going to be hard to beat. And Ron Garvin is the, is a great example of that. Oh. And I was like, wow, okay. You know, Paul Jones, he built his army against a lot of things, but he left one thing. His strategy faltered, Daddy, and we took advantage of it. That's what a good general does, and that's exactly what the Bulls after. And when we did, we seized the opportunity, and these little bitty things did the job. And Pistol Pez Wale, Barbarian, and everybody else involved in cutting my man's hair, you're going to find out that a lot of more people are going to get sheared. And that means sheep sheared, baby, because I ain't no beautician. And when I cut somebody's hair, it's coming off any way I know how. And that's a promise. Ain't that right, Boog? Tony! You see this wall? This wall that came off Pistol Pez Wale's noggin? Yes, sir. That's nothing, Daddy! That's nothing! I told you we're serious! I told you we're coming for your hair! And before the bash is over, or even before it begins, not only you, Pistol Pez Wadley, but you, Paul Jones, you both will be completely bald! You're both gonna be bald-headed geeks and Bear Von Rusky, the golden glove, the loaded golden black glove, I'm going to climb. I'm going to climb that tall pole, and I'm going to bring it down, and I'm going to beat your brains out, and that's a no. promise. All right, Willie. Okay, back with more right after this. That's two promos from Raging Bull, not one yeah. mention of San Antonio. Has he forgotten oh. about us? What the fuck? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought that's why he's coming back out, because they reminded him to say that. Yeah. Championship wrestling. Like we said, we have had excitement plenty today. And it continues as we're joined here by the James boys, Frank and Jesse James, along with Baby Dog. You know, there's so much going on out here today, it's unbelievable. There's some people sitting out here with great little jokes coming out of their mouths. They're so intelligent and real. Me and Jess been riding the range, acting strange. Looking for the Midnight Express. Somewhere the Midnight Express is going to find out that Frank and Jesse Jane, along with David Dow, going to take care of business. You know what? Jim Carnett, Big Bubba, look like something left over from the, the movie The Godfather. You understand? He's trying to scare us. That ain't going to happen. Jim Carnett, I want your mama to know something. I want you to tell her that me and Jess are planning a big Christmas surprise. When she get up in the morning this year on Christmas, the James boys going to come down the chimney and scare out of her socks right there. And the Midnight Express, we're going to beat you as long and hard as we have to until you understand you should have signed a contract with Magnum T.A. and Dustin Rose, the American Dream. Yes. You know, it seems that the man has found a new lease on life since Big Bubba's come into his life again. And I want to remind him of one thing. You can only stay so close to that man for a very short period of time. And I'm sure maybe you'd like to stay with him close for a long, long time. 
The James Boys and Baby Doll. Words of warning to the Midnight Express. Let's go to the ring. What you think uh, of Dusty's promo? You know, they, uh, I, I get this a lot. How did you keep a straight face? Right. I don't know how I kept a straight face when he said, I'm going to come down your chimney and scare you to death. <laughs> that's, that's a line that only Dusty Rhodes can deliver. Hmm. I know your mind's in the gutter now. No. How, what does that uh, mean? No, it always is. If I... If I would go to my gutters and open up the gutter helmet, you know, or the, uh, the leaf guard, what are you talking about? There, you'd be in there. Oh, gutter. Why are you being like that? Because maybe I shouldn't. Sorry. I apologize. What did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. You never do anything wrong. You're just being Conrad and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, that's how you are. I get it. I get it. By the way, for those of you low-key big hogs who want to join us in Chicago, go to the Patreon page slash WHW Monday, and you will find out all you need to know. All the deets. All the details. And there is a Hall of Famer taking the gear. Isn't that an amazing story? Isn't it? I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame before uh, anybody else in the ring right now. Yes. Absolutely. Where are you at on old Mr. Electricity? Uh, I think we've established that he is middle of the road at best, but I've always thought he was a good worker. He could do a lot of things. But uh, again, he and Garvin were big stars in the AWA at one time, tag team, and that's why he's got them together here. But he didn't make an impact like Jimmy Garvin did. Right. Jimmy had a great, he had a great rap. He had a great presence with precious. Well, watch out. See, there you go. Get a little sugar. Get a little sugar during the match. She's always got the air freshener around. So it, it was a pretty good package. And then, then, and Steve here was a good worker, good athlete. Uh, he didn't have the best interview in the world, but I thought he had a pretty good look. I, I like the blonde hair and the brown uh, beard. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's my take on that. I'm glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. We're home stretching it, Tony. Um, yeah. we teased last week that we thought we were going to have, uh, some big stuff coming. Of course, we've just made the big announcement about Chicago, right? But we're not done sort of doubling down on nostalgia for 1986. You and I have a big conference call this week. Are you excited? Yes, I am. I think, um, I think we're going to have some fun. Love conference calls. <laughs> what, the, what the hell are you talking about? You know, we're, we're going to have, uh, somebody, uh, occasionally do some. Oh fun. yes. Okay. Got it. I didn't know that conference call was coming up this week, but good. Well, I tried to do it last week and you, and you know, sold it and it just didn't respond. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Let's just, uh, let's try it again. Well, you know, as, uh, as you and I are recording this, uh, Lois and I are getting ready to hit the road, but you can do a conference call anywhere. I mean, uh, where you're going, uh, do they have phones? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. Oh, I just wasn't sure, but it, but it's a it's a busy, it's a busy, busy AEW weekend for me. So just telling you that I may be tied up. Never know. 
it, it's like I, I it's like I said this and uh, Bruce, let me Bruce just mention real quick. You can fuck off at any time. Okay, I'm not going to fuck off. Okay, okay, that's not that's. Uh, you know how Bruce is on call for Vince twenty four seven. Yeah, you're like that for Tony now. Yeah, but in a good way. Um, what, yeah. uh, have the people backstage started to figure out that you're nothing happening, Stooge? <laughs> I know that Taz has, but like has J, not, has Jr. caught up? I'm not a nothing happening Stooge. Remember, it's better to be a man of value than a man of success. I'm a man of value. What am I? A man of success. Well, okay. So why am I not as good as you? No, you're different. How am I different? You're a man of success. And you're a man of, and you're a man of value to all of us. Wait a minute ago. I wasn't who Uh, are on your network. (laughs) A minute ago. I wasn't a man of value. Now I am. I just don't understand. What am I doing wrong here? How do I get some value? How do I get some respect on my name around this place? Okay. I don't know. Can I get some respect on my name? Will you put some respect on my name? <laughs> Tony, will you do it? Will you put yes, some, respect, I put on some respect on your name? Thank you. Yes. You're the greatest podcaster I've ever worked with. Well, I'm the only one, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. I guess Aubrey Edwards and Aubrey. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I, you know, Aubrey's a buddy. Who'd she ever beat? Like, I got that. Yeah. Okay. We did a, a podcast during the fan fest where we talked to negative one, um, and, uh, Don, how's he doing? How's old negative one doing? He's great, man. Good. He's great. I'm glad to hear it. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Good kid. Uh, he's going to be, you know, he, he's born to be a professional wrestler in another, uh, eight years or so. Going to be of age, and he's going to be hard to stop. All right, there you go. Russian leg sweep. Let's see it again. Make sure you're looking at the camera. Oh, yeah, baby. And here we go. What do you think he's saying? Mm. Well, I got here a newspaper. That's exactly right. Not the newspaper you put in the bottom of your birdcage or a newspaper you lay down for the dogs at the door to make sure they're house trained. This is the Charlotte Observer. And here's the, oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's a, it's the USA today. And as you probably know, in 2021, the USA today is no longer a newspaper. It's a fucking rag. So I got a rag here in my hand. I'm going to look and see, Oh, guess what? Even here in 1986, there's no news in here. None. Absolutely. Well, there's a little bit more news than 2021 because thanks to the internet and electronics, the newspaper is kind of like the magazine and really kind of like radio. It's going bye bye. But they're telling me here that I've got to take an Indian strap match. I'm going to take a beating with an Indian strap from Wahoo McDaniel. Well, I, what, what the hell did I get myself into? Why did, what, what the hell, why did I come here anyway? And it also says, yes, this was done by the staff of USA Today. So basically it's a bunch of rag reporters. Here's the fact. I don't care what rag reporters tell me I got to do. If I'm going to take an Indian strap match, I'm going to get a bigger payoff than I thought. There, you, I'm looking at my contract right now, and it's shit. I'm not going to get a bigger payoff. That's okay. I'm going to at least have my wife with me. Oh, hell. Uh, well, anyway, uh, it's going to be a great, great American bash. And regardless, this guy to my left, which I hope he doesn't talk. 
I'm going to take this contract. I'm going to go see Jim Crockett, and I'm going to see if I can get at least a little bit more trans for taking in his strap match because we all know that Wahoo McDaniel, once the bell sounds and once he gets that strap in his hand, he thinks it's fucking real. It's not. It's a work. So when you strap me, don't strap me hard. We're done, fans. <laughs> when you strap me, don't strap me hard. Famous <laughs> last words. We'll be back next week with a little more 1986. And by the way, if you haven't already, don't forget to join us over at WHW Monday on Patreon. We did not one, but two special bonus shows, uh, just in time for the end of May. And you can go enjoy that bonus content. And of course, all of our shows early and ad free. You can check that out at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. And if you haven't already, You've missed your opportunity to become a uh, top guy or a low key big hog and make plans to join us in Chicago, but there's nothing that says you can't be ready next year. This is going to exceed all expectations. I'm fired up about it and I'm looking forward to next week, Tony, but right now it looks like it's about that time. It is about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the gutter championship of the world. And here it comes to the ring is the challenger Conrad Thompson. He's making his way to the ring, and now here's the music, and here comes the gutter, uh, the gutter champion. That's also Conrad Thompson. It's Conrad Thompson against Conrad Thompson, and the winner is in the gutter. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every week on Cumulus, but on Mondays we come to you on... Patron, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com.